Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's start with the Bills, who, uh, you know, listen, uh, they have not been able to get it together really all year long. They've been very sporadic. They have just not played with any kind of consistency. Uh, You know, last night uh, they had a million turnovers. Not all of it Josh Allen's fault, but certainly some were. A fumble on their first, uh, you know, couple of plays. Uh, You know, they did okay defensively. I'm not going to kill them there because, uh, you know, they held Denver to 22, whatever it was, uh, 24 points. And Denver, of course, had many a chance to score a lot more than that because of all the turnovers. And the Bills' defense held them to a field goal on most opportunities. But the Bills have just been sloppy and out of sync all season long. They just have really, outside of that Miami game where they scored 48 points, the Bills have not been the Bills. They were lucky to beat the Giants. They got ambushed by Jacksonville. They didn't play that great against Cincinnati on the road last week. Obviously, last night. I mean, you know, they've had a couple of games where you figured, all right, looks like Buffalo has sort of got it together a little bit and they look like, uh, you know, they're the Bills of old and they still are lethal from an offensive perspective. But, uh, you know, uh, that beginning with that that game on that punt return on that Monday night, you know, they have just been off kilter and have not been really a crisp, clean team. You want to say it's because Allen's not as good? You want to say it's the, uh, you know, the little, uh, they, they miss Dable as the offensive coordinator? You want, Whatever it might be. Injuries, of course, play a part, especially they lost five defensive starters on that part of the ball. But, I mean, Buffalo is just a very erratic and inconsistent team. And, you know, they're sloppy. And the field goal that they uh, you know that Denver missed that were you know they got a mulligan because the Bills were off were uh, had too many men on the field with a couple seconds to go is just symb- is symbolic of the scenario that has hurt the Bills all year long. I mean here it is that Denver's rushing people on and they have no problems. They want to make sure it's the last play of the game. They don't have to worry about any kicking off and anything like that. And they sit there and they end that last play with about 17, 18 seconds, about 20 seconds. They get their field goal unit on with plenty of time no penalty uh he misses the kick but the bills who knew it was coming it happened earlier in the first half at the end of the half when they did the same exact thing they got the first down they uh short of the first down by a couple of yards but they got the field goal out and they got that extra three points so it's not like buffalo would have been surprised and the bills go out there and they end up with 12 men in the field that's an inexcusable penalty and obviously he makes the second go at it, which you knew he would, and Buffalo, which could have been, you know, really uh, got the break of all time. Again, they had no business uh, winning. None. Zero. Uh, you know, really had the game won if they just had uh, the right defense on the field, the amount of players, and, you know, it almost served them right that they didn't, penalized, and then, of course, Lutz makes the next kick uh, right down the uh, heart, and they end up losing the game. Um, uh, again, I don't want to blame the defense. That was just, you know, sort of the perfect capper of an awful night their offense has been bad you know Allen very spotty uh, a couple of those picks were not his fault but you know he basically threw a fastball through Gabe Davis's hands way too quick that was picked off early in the game 
The interception before the half was a bad pass, and he just didn't play well. I mean, he, you know, he maybe not running quite as uh, with as much authority as he's had in uh, previous years. Afraid of getting banged up. Who knows? I mean, but he is not quite the same. I have trouble believing it's all about Kevin Dorsey. You know, a la Penn State, McDermott throws him under the bus and gets him out of there today and fires him. The offensive coordinator. It's funny if they if uh, they were not had. Did he fire his special? Teams coach having 12 men in the field. How about that? Uh, who constantly let Denver run back kickoffs still 40 yards? Did he fire his defensive, uh, his off, his his special teams got guru, whoever that might be. I don't even know who it is. It's not Westhoff. He's on the other side. Did he fire him? I mean, that is a disaster. And I get the idea if the defense, if the special teams coach did his job and counted right. Uh, I know Buffalo didn't have any timeouts left to call a timeout before the field goal to get the right amount of players on the field. They had already used there too. But if the special teams coordinator counts properly and he does miss that field goal and they do win i wonder if in fact uh, mcdermott would have fired the uh off uh, fired dorsey it's almost like he's frustrated terrible loss the special teams guy made a terrible error so let's take it out on dorsey and get him out of here it's odd for me to believe that this is dorsey's fault he's been there a while he's worked with obviously allen for a long time too now all of a sudden you're going to tell me that the reason why they're discombobulated offensively is because they Dorsey, I mean, I know you want to throw one of the alligators to save your own ass. Uh, and this is the same special teams crew that instead of uh, kicking a ball on a squib in the Kansas City game a couple of years ago, put the damn thing in the end zone, which saved them precious seconds. And then instead of going out there and, you know, essentially figuring out a way to put an eight man in the defensive backfield he and, and have Mahomes run around for 15 seconds, which would have killed the Chiefs, he didn't. And he ended up losing in a horrific game in Kansas City, a game that, uh, you know, obviously, you know, David was still there, but a game that the Bills' offense was clicking on all cylinders. Uh, did he fire the special team? I mean, how about the special team decision that night? Uh, with uh, McDermott's overrated, to make a long story short. Uh, let me look at uh, how long he has been there, uh, the offensive coordinator there um, in Dorsey. Dorsey has been there. Uh, he's been the offensive. He was the pro... He was a... Uh, let's see. He was he was with the he's been with the Bills since 2019. So it's not like he hasn't been part of the development and the success of um, of his quarterback, the special teams coach, who did in a. Uh, Corey Harkey is the assistant special teams coach. Let me look about who the special teams coach is because I don't even know. That's the guy that should be out on his ass for uh, an atrocious job. And this is not the first time. Uh, the special teams coordinator is Matthew Smiley, who's got no playing experience, who played his college. He was a college coach at Dartmouth, Eureka, Eastern Illinois, Charleston Southern, and was with Jacksonville for three years. And he joined the Bills in 17. He's the guy that should go. I mean, my God. I mean, he's the guy that should be the hell out of there. And, you know, obviously he was also there when they decided to kick off in that Kansas City game. Anyway, make a long story short, the Bills you know, got what they deserved. They were very sloppy. Obviously a horrific job with turnovers right away. Cook did a good job. Went down the field. He recovered off that fumble. But then Allen handed him off poorly. That was a disaster which killed him. The 
lost a fumble there. The interceptions by Allen, too. Uh, I mean, you know, he is not as – he's been a little shaky. I mean, that's all there is to it. I don't want to blame everything on him, but he has not been as good as we've seen him uh, in the past. I don't know if it's because they got too much on his plate I'm not, not sure, and they don't have a great running back. I'm not sure what the reason is. I don't think it's the coordinator myself. Uh, I think it's a combination of things. It wasn't uh, that long ago, two years ago, where he was heroic in that unbelievable loss to the Chiefs when he threw for about 400 yards and five touchdown passes and should have beaten Mahomes in Arrowhead. And they didn't based on the idea that, um, you know, uh, the squib kick scenario and the horrific performance by McDermott in the last 25 seconds of that game where they were awful and handed the game to Kansas City with horrific coaching errors and decision-making, including by special teams. And then Dorsey gets fired last night because that special team guy can't count and can't get the right amount of people on the field uh, on the last kick when Denver's rushing people out because they didn't call a timeout prior to that last kick either. So if anybody would have been a little discombobulated, it would have been the Broncos. Instead, no problem, and he knocks it through there on his second chance. So from that standpoint, you know, Buffalo deserves what Buffalo gets. And I think the other thing that you need to say here, you got to give Peyton a lot of credit. Everybody was all over him in the summertime with getting on Hackett uh, and how uh, Russell Wilson was coached. Everybody, you know, Peyton can rub you the wrong way. He can be tough at the media. Uh, you know, he can be a little curt, a little nasty, a little condescending. You know, he gets a little bit of that from Parcells. That's, he's a Parcells guy. Remember, uh, that's, uh, that's his mentor is Parcells. People don't realize that. Peyton's mentor is Bill Parcells. And Bill could be a little bit like that, too. Now, Bill did it with humor, and Bill won a lot. Uh, you know, Peyton has won the one Super Bowl. Bill's won two, and he went to a third. So it's a little different. Uh, you know, Peyton at times did underachieve a little bit with the Saints. Was out of football for a year, took the absence. And then, of course, now with Denver, they've been sporadic. They're still under 500. But, I mean, I think we'd all agree uh, that Wilson's somewhat better than he was a year ago. He doesn't let him do a lot. He doesn't trust him entirely. Now that he feels his defense is solid, he kind of is very conservative offensively. Uh, you know, he, he again, they never took any shots down the field. You want to say that's because Buffalo's defense did not announce did not allow them uh, to throw any deep uh, routes. Whatever the case, uh, they did in that last play with the pass interference. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is is that, uh, you know, he figured it out. They only scored 20-something points. They had the ball there, passed midfield a million times, and had to work their rear end off to win. But he's done a nice job. After they gave up 70 to Miami, uh, they've done a nice job. They beat Kansas City. Now they beat Buffalo. They have a chance to make the playoffs, although we'll get to that in a second. Second, uh, you know, at four and five, uh, it's not impossible. They get cracks at the Raiders again. They get two with sand with the Chargers. Uh, they split with Kansas City. And they beat Buffalo head-to-head, which is a big plus. Uh, it's not impossible that they could figure out a way to get to 10 wins. It's going to take 10 in the AFC. Uh, but, I mean, the bottom line is right now, Buffalo-Denver uh, is much more, uh, you know, uh, relevant than they were, say, four or five weeks ago. And for Peyton, you got to give him the credit for that. You know, that team was going to splinter. They were terrible, bad. Again, 70-point, they got murdered there in Miami, 70-20. to 20. Team didn't splinter, didn't uh, fall off. I mean, they hung in there, and he's got them playing a certain way right now. Defense much better, and he beat the Chiefs and the Bills the last two weeks. So you got to give him some credit for that. I know he's not necessarily a little 
He's not a cuddly bear. I understand that. But you got to give him some credit for that. Now, as far as the Bills are concerned, I think it's a negative for the NFL. I think everybody likes the Bills in the playoffs. They like the fan base. They like the stadium. They like Allen. They like the way they play. Uh, So I think not having Buffalo in the postseason, which right now it appears is going to be the case, uh, I think that's a negative for the league. Allen is a big star. He's fun to watch. Uh, Running, throwing, he's fun to watch. He's indestructible. And, you know, right now uh, at five losses, you got to figure that they're in big trouble. Now, remember, uh, you got Houston. You have Jacksonville. You know, I only have four losses and three losses, respectively. You have Kansas City. You have Miami. And then you have the four teams in the AFC North. Okay? We're going to, and then you have the other teams with five losses are the Raiders, who Buffalo beat, the Chargers, who Buffalo plays, Denver, and the Bills, and the Jets. Put the Jets in there. So those are five teams with five losses, while there are one, two, three, four, eight teams with four or less, and only six get in. Now, there will be some cannibalization going on in the AFC North. They all play each other a lot. You know, Pittsburgh hasn't played the Bengals yet. Uh, the Bengals still have a game with the Browns uh, and, um, uh, and Baltimore Thursday night. Baltimore has to play um, Pittsburgh last game of the year. So there will be some cannibalization going on in that division. But I think two are going to make it. So if you put two in from that division, two in from the AFC South, I'm going to give you Houston's schedule here in a minute, and you put Miami in, and I'm Kansas City. So you got Kansas City, two in the AFC North, Jacksonville, Houston, and Miami. That's six teams. That only leaves you one spot. So that's why that five-loss scenario right now is going to be tricky. And let me give you two schedules before we take our first break. Uh, and, and you tell me how they're not going to get the 10. First off, Cleveland, who's already won six. They play Pittsburgh at home. I think they're going to beat them. They play the Bears at home. I think they're going to beat them. That's with their defense. That's eight. They play the Jets at home the Thursday after Christmas. That's nine. And then their other games are at the Rams, at Denver, at Houston and at Cincinnati. They're going to win one of those games to get the 10 wins, make them 10 and, uh, to make them 10 and 7. Uh, as far as Houston is concerned, if you look at the Houston schedule, it is a cakewalk the rest of the way. They have five wins. They play Arizona this week. That's six. They have Jacksonville, Denver at home. All right. They can win either one, both. They can win a game there. They play at the Jets, at Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Indianapolis, and at Indianapolis. So they have two with the Titans, one with Arizona, one with the Colts, one with the Jets, and the Broncos at home. They got a hell of a chance to win 10. So those two teams are in good shape to get 10. And if you want to look at Jacksonville, thinking that Jacksonville may not get the 10 wins, uh, you know, I'm trying to eliminate the teams with the five losses. Jacksonville's schedule, I'm just going to, they got six wins already. Their last three games are at Tampa, Carolina, at Tennessee. That's nine. They'll win another one to get to 10. So the point of the matter is, I don't know right now if you have five losses, if you're going to get into the postseason. I really don't know that. 
So on the NBC, people give you the in the hunt nonsense. I don't pay too much attention. Right now, it's Houston, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Miami, and two, if not more, out of the AFC North. And I think one of them is going to be the Browns and the Ravens. Does a third make it? Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.